Every day, we hear stories about success. And we formulate models or images of success. And over time, we also force ourselves to fit into these models or become these images. Okay, dear listeners, I invite you to do this quick activity with me right now. When you hear about success, what are some of the thoughts or images that come to your minds? Is it an image of someone standing tall with a confident posture and insanely toned body with beads of sweat dripping from their forehead? Who could possibly be also grieving from the loss of a loved one? Okay, how about this image? There seems to be a beautiful family standing in front of their luxurious home with their adorable children who are ideally groomed for a special occasion. The perfect hair, the mother's ideal makeup, the kids are groomed well and seem to be smiling away in a picture. But little do we know how difficult it was for the husband and wife to actually find time for one another. While one of the spouse may be suffering from job stress, but you can't see that. What we see is an image of a happy family attending a special occasion or event. All right, let's try this one. What about someone smiling, holding a employee of the year award in their hands? They have definitely put in the time, working ridiculous hours, but yet little do we know that this person is longing for connection to be with their loved ones. So when we begin to look beyond these images, we realize that the term success is completely subjective and it is also an illusion. While we may visualize a particular image to be successful, we often miss out on recognizing the details of the whole picture when we don't know these people. We also may be not too cognizant that we can have success coexist with other issues in our life. Does this sound unusual? Hopefully not. But when we realize or detach ourselves from this ideal version of success, we develop a sense of acceptance and relief that we are constantly living in life's ebbs and flows where there isn't an ideal image of success. Challengers, welcome to Challenge Me For You, where coaching, connection, collaboration, and innovation as a whole promotes transformation in health and wellness. This is Nazia with Season 6, Episode 2. So, last week, I just got back from a really nice and well-needed break. It was overdue. And as I shared in my last episode, finishing up my master's and 
ending a job that I was employed for for the past seven years, I was very occupied. Then one of my high school best friends invited me over for my birthday weekend, and we spent a good five days at Marco Island, and it was a wonderful place um, just to get away and just to take a break from the routine. I could not begin to tell you that I felt so connected and rejuvenated completely. Then my friend's husband suggested me that um, there was a show he mentioned. I can't recall. Yeah, the name of the show was called White Lotus, which was very ideal for the trip because it revealed some of the most current issues we are experiencing today in society. Now, I'm not going to go into the details. I'll spare them for your own curiosity. But I warn you that this show is not for the faint of heart or for family viewing due to some of the scenes. But if you look beyond that, you will notice themes on privilege, mental health issues, and the irony that despite having this beautiful background location, these people have a sense that they are enjoying life or they think they are, but there seems to be a lack in each one of their lives. Like I said, I'm not going to go into the details. So if you have the time, go and watch White Lotus or research it. Anyway, so after watching that show, I realized that success is beyond appearances and material gains. And I read a small article um, by Barb McMahon, Why Success and Failure Aren't Real. She really brings these two elements together simultaneously because of their unique subjectivity. And the reason why I found a correlation between the show and this article is that the show is about success and privilege, which is beyond appearances, and the article is my attempt for myself to uncover the depth of it. While some of the problems in the show are much more profound than just redefining success, but there's a correlation that you can be successful in one way, but then in other facets of your life, you may not be. And that's okay. It's not about having that extreme polarity that you can have one, but not the other. So I invite you into this space for you to think about the origins on how the term success was cultivated in your life. Can you remember who exactly shaped your lens or defined success for you? What did that look like? And how did that impact your life? Definitely you may have experienced the positive results from someone else's wisdom But how did that feel within? Was there some pressure? Was there a timeline? I invite you to challenge some of those old ideologies as you're listening to this episode. And of course, we will close with my self-care activity. Again, I'm not here going to offer some points like Stephen Covey's seven habits of success or anything like that. But 
What I am going to do is ask you to explore. All right. So to start off, as I mentioned, I'm going to uh, go over the article briefly uh, based on the author's points. The first point she stated is that failure is unavoidable. Surprise, surprise. Of course it is. It's human. And without failure, our lives would be like living in a bubble with minimal life experiences. I love how she shares her personal story of when she was trying to conceive a baby. She mentions that years went by and her husband tried many fertility treatments and nothing was happening until her husband told her to get off the fertility treatments because she was losing her mind and the marriage was becoming extremely unhealthy. Then she goes on sharing about how couples put themselves into debt for fertility treatments just to have a baby. So she stopped and then she mentions how some people in society may think it's a failure, but she claims that nobody but you can decide if what you do is successful or failure. And you can't decide those terms for someone else either. Thank goodness. The second point she mentions is that there isn't such things as success or failure. Oh my gosh, does this mean that these two are like Santa and his elves? Oh no. For those who believe in the Santa Claus, that's okay. All right, so going back to her point, every opportunity she mentions is out there for us to try. If we didn't try, then we would not know. It's better to know whether if something works for us or not, simply by attempting or trying to open us and expand us to an experience. She states that you get up in the morning and sometimes you have moments that, yay, 36 years of happiness are here in my life. And sometimes you end up saying, I am what? So on that note, she definitely invites us to look at it from a place of trying things in life, then seeing if something works for us or not, instead of attaching these labels of failure or success. Uh, I really appreciated that in the article a lot uh, because it's not about um, just tying ourselves to the outcome. It's more about going through the process, enjoying the process, and then modifying or either eliminating if it doesn't work for us. So it was a very simple read. Um, those were her two main points. I expected a lot more, but I thought that these two points definitely stood out to me. And I had the opportunity to kind of reflect on my own about my perspective of success. And the job that I recently resigned after working for seven years was working with at-risk youth. And I realized that success can be very simple. If you really want to attach yourself to that term, it isn't something that's too complicated. So I had the 
opportunity to shift my version of success to understand success from an individualized competency or strengths-based perspective. Which meant if, for example, when I worked with a youth, if a youth attended all of their sessions with me, that was successful. Rather than really pinpointing the content or the work that was done within the sessions, it was more about the presence. So, for instance, if someone's just waking up and getting out of bed with a smile, that's successful. It's a simple act. For that person, it was successful for them to just get out of bed and wake up with a smile. Another thing that made me reflect is that you leave out the comparison. Leave out what people are doing and how things are working for them and not compare that with yourself. Focus on you. Focus on what you have than what you don't. There was another author that um, talks about this in depth. It's not about occurring new things. It's about making the most of what you have and working with that. And even this author, she mentions about her experience in trying to conceive for a child that she kept on finding ways to get pregnant, thinking how this other woman miscarried nine times but ended up with a beautiful baby boy. But the woman and her husband were in debt. So that comparison for this author didn't work out in her life. In her case, she wasn't succeeding. And adding more stress in that comparison or in the process made her husband remind her or realize that taking those fertility meds impacted her sanity. And either she was going to lose the marriage in order to have a child or conceive a baby. So dear listeners, we have to be a lot more compassionate with ourselves and honor our authentic path and engage in self-care. With that being said, I'm now going to do my self-care activity to reintegrate our senses. So slowly allow yourself to tune in to the background music while listening to my voice slowly guide you. Disclaimer, do not do this while driving. I hope to come up with a self-care activity when you're driving too so that we can also reintegrate our senses when someone decides to cut in front of us. You know what I mean? So as we are listening to this music, gently allow yourself to do a brief body scan of your posture or if you notice any tightness in any part of your body, invite softness and bring your attention to those specific areas. If you notice your jaws clenched, I encourage you to release them or drop them slowly. If you notice any tightness around your shoulders, roll them back and straighten your back. If you notice any tightness in your abdominal region, Breathe from your diaphragm instead of taking shallow breaths from your chest. And as you're doing this, for my visual sense, 
looking at one of my favorite wall decor and it's got a wonderful quote that's fitting for this episode. It's about purpose. So it states, purpose is not so much where we stand as in what direction we are moving. To reach the port of heaven, we must sail sometimes with the wind and sometimes against it. But we must sail and not drift nor lie at anchor. So I'll leave the rest to your interpretation. While you relish the meaning, I have lit my candle here. It was a cute little gift provided um, from a few good friend of mine's during graduation. And the scent is called pecan and waffles. Ooh, sounds delicious, smells sweet and delicious. It is to also invite the season of autumn, which is right around the corner. So if you have something that reminds you of autumn, I encourage you to start bringing those in. And some of you may have noticed that fall decor is everywhere right now. So I'm just going to try this new lotion for the sense of touch. It has hints of cinnamon, sandalwood, and orchid. Interesting combination. But again, I like to have smooth skin, smooth hands after washing some dishes. These are facts. <laughs> and for the sense of taste, I've been eating a lot of sweets lately because last week it was my birthday and I sort of got carried away. But anyway, I found this sugar-free dark chocolate with almonds. Now, some of you may not be into um, nuts or you may have some allergies. Um, they also have just plain chocolate bars as well. But this company called Lily's kind of allowed me to feel a lot less guilty because it only had seven grams of sugar. And so this became my new dessert after dinner. It also allowed me to kind of wean off the sugar rush or cravings after a week of birthday sweets. So if you want to try this, it can be found in Publix or any of your local grocery stores. Lily's dark chocolate with almond. All right. So as you allow yourself come to completion with this activity and with an attitude of gratitude we are evolving daily here at challenge me for you be well be safe